0: Hello and welcome to Zero, our weekly newsletter repackaged in audio form because sometimes listening is just easier than reading. In Zero, we focus on four things. First is climate finance and startups such as venture capital and impact investing. The second is conscious leadership, including social equity and more visionary thinking. The third is personal development and productivity Including better routines and just getting more done. And then uh, number four, attempts, underscore attempts at humor because life's too important uh, to be so serious all the time. All right, let's dive in. Okay, in this, our April 27th issue uh, of Zero. First topic: Climate SPACs uh, share price trends for 28 companies. So we, we've got a table here. Uh, obviously, better if you look at the um, electronic version uh, of this to uh, to to click on to see the table in more detail. But uh, we're tracking clean tech or climate, you know, focused SPACs to see how their stocks are performing after the exciting headlines. Sorry, headlines rather uh, fade away. Uh, what do we see? So this graph, by the way, it, it shows the columns are, um, you know, ticker, company name, acquisition company. So the, the, the SPAC, the sector, uh, current share price, peak uh, share price, and percent of uh, peak share price as of probably like April 25th or so. So, so here's what we see by, by sector. And I'll just note, look, we're, we're tracking... Uh, you know, 28 companies here, and so you know you, you don't have like the greatest sample size in some of these uh, categories. I'm going to run through. So take these percentages with uh, you know with a grain of salt. Advanced transportation. Again, what we're measuring here is uh, current share price as of the 20 April 23rd to 25th via Google Finance relative to peak stock price. So advanced transportation. The average is 53%. So almost half, a drop of half. Uh, minimum 21% max, uh, 88%. So some companies really kind of holding uh, their, 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 their power, their clout, their momentum, if you will. AgTech averaged 57%, minimum 32%, max 81%. Similar, uh, similar story there. Industrial, I'm sorry, energy and industrial technology, average 55%, minimum 46%, max 71%. Renewable energy, 81% average, uh, so holding their own. Minimum 63% and max 99%. Got to kind of catch all here just with other. So there's one environmental services company at 72% and one sustainable materials company at 35%. Conveniently. Uh, those average out at 54%, which looks pretty similar uh, to what this, um, this, this relationship looks like. Again, that kind of current share price versus peak share price at about 55% or so. Uh, if you email us at team at entrepreneurs for impact, <clears throat> we're happy to share uh, the working document for this. It's got a few more columns and as of now, we plan to update this periodically uh, as well. So look, w- what's at play here as it relates to the, the these um, changing stock prices relative to peak? Got four ideas. Uh, one is the time elapsed from merger to present day. More time can lead to a lower percentage. Obviously, news, positive or negative for the target company. Uh, the number of sellers can create negative... Uh, <laughs> There is the 12 o'clock mindfulness moment. Let's all be mindful of recording a zero podcast at the wrong time here. Anyway, um, uh, positive or negative momentum around how many folks are selling uh, the stock. And then this last is kind of a catch-all, like, oh, holy cow, there's some, uh, well, um, uh, I was going to sh- say shocking headlines. But anyway, spec headlines it sound different th- than they've sounded in months past, perhaps Here's one uh, from Harvard Business Review called the SPAC bubble is about to burst. And I've got just a quick excerpt here. More than 300 SPACs need to pull off this, this, uh, you know, this uh, this feat of finding the right target this year uh, or risk being liquidated, but with only so many quality targets to go around and SPAC founders strong incentive to close deals, even at the expense of, shareholder value, SPACs may well end up in a negative spiral of poor quality, bad press, and tighter regulation. Not my words. Some of those resonate. But anyway, this is from Harvard Business Review. Again, the title, The SPAC Bubble is About to Burst. Next headline worth paying attention to, SPAC trading pops, deflate as exuberance and greed depart from, this is an article from uh, Reuters First excerpt here the frenzy and exuberance and greed we saw a couple of months ago have quickly left the market, says Harris Arch S. I'm sorry, SPAC portfolio manager at asset management firm DuPont Capital. Another one here uh, some 94 SPACs have raised almost $96 billion so far this year, Gulp, uh, with the further 229 seeking a little over $58 billion in the pre-IPO stage, according to SPAC research, this information provider. Again, from Reuters, dig in deeper. SPAC, the, the title here, SPAC trading pops deflate as exuberance and greed depart. One more article worth looking at, the great SPAC scam. Uh, why SPACs are a great deal for celebrity sponsors, but not companies or normal investors. This, this comes from mergers and inquisitions. Uh, The excerpt here, SPACs launched in 2019 and 2020 have mean returns of negative 12.3% and negative 34.9% over six and 12 months, respectively, following merger announcements. Now, you know, my my next kind of subtitle here is, so are all SPAC mergers doomed? Obviously, you know the answer to that, and the answer is absolutely not. Uh, But to do it right, we probably need... Uh, more fundamentals than fanaticism. So take I guess take this with a bit of a, a grain of salt. Um, some negative you know headlines here pl- clearly plenty of room for companies to SPAC and and show show success. Let's go to the second topic for this issue of zero it's called cobalt for batteries plus child labor question mark. Um, all, all cobalt you precious little metal I write it appears you're earning your namesake, which is cobalt. In German, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, uh, which means goblin or troublemaker. Now, apparently, it was, it was, a, it was a, uh, a, a challenge for miners. Uh, the rapid growth of lithium-ion batteries, especially lithium, lithium nickel manganese cobalt oxide, say that three times real fast after a, after a bottle or two, uh, means that cobalt demand is expected to surge 3x between 2010 and 2025, according to McKinsey. However, its supply chain is less than ideal. It include, it might include right, things like child labor, corruption, crime, poverty, and hazardous artisanal mining. Uh, for a sense of cobalt's global movement, there's this really great uh, infographic from the Visual Capitalist and Fuse Cobalt. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a screenshot here. It's also available uh, on the website, which I've linked in the, the, uh, the um, zero issue here. I go on to uh, cover uh, some clips from a super in-depth Washington Post article. And I said, look, if you can handle it, I encourage you to check out the videos from the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, which, which is what the, this, this Post article focused on. Uh, it will make your heart ache and it will trigger your fight or flight instincts uh, as well. Got a photo here from the post uh, of someone in the Congo heading down this very narrow uh, tunnel, all hand dug for this hazardous artisanal uh, mining. So anyway, makes you think twice about um, about um, cobalt, let's say, in our various devices or or batteries on the grid or, or in, our, in our vehicles. Yeah, anyway, if, if you, if we weren't yet convinced about the importance of transparency in supply chains, well, maybe these two um, uh, resources can help make that case. I've got, a, I've got three links here of um, more, uh, I guess, best practices for responsible cobalt sourcing. Uh, one is how investors can promote responsible cobalt sourcing practices from UN. Principles for responsible investing. Another from Forbes talking about how, how Volvo uh, mines blockchain to keep ethical it, its ethical sourcing promise, basically. And finally, the Cobalt Institute has some guidance on uh, responsible mining of cobalt. So, like I know that many uh, battery uh, OEMs are trying to reduce the percentage of cobalt. Uh, in their uh, batteries, or maybe maybe moving to a whole different chemistry like lithium-ion phosphate. Regardless, uh, it's still going to play an important role, and so uh, paying attention to where the cobalt comes from is pretty darn uh, important. Let's go to the next topic. The tag or the title here is 1,300 plus indoor ag tech startups. Okay, that's a mouthful there. Um, I've got a uh, I've got a screenshot here of. Uh, let's just say hundreds, uh, not, not 1,300 plus. So, you know, bear with me here. Uh, there, there is a link uh, in the issue where you can go to the actual uh, essentially market map uh, that the folks at um, the mixing bowl and better food ventures, uh, Chris Taylor and Michael Rose have uh, put together. Uh, so, you know, again, go to the electronic version here to, to click on this. Uh, you know, why, why does the sector matter? Why does indoor ag tech matter? I think many of you get this, but if you don't live and breathe the world of ag tech, here are a few, a few reasons. Uh, agriculture uses 70% of global fresh water, uh, but indoor ag tech can reduce this by 90%. I mean, look, I, I think a lot of us are focused on climate tech and many corporations paying you know, an, an increasing amount of attention to climate change. That's all wonderful. Uh, However, uh, climate change is not the only uh, global environment, uh, uh, I guess environment-related challenge we face. uh, uh, Availability uh, of water, quality of water, quantity of water, clearly a big important topic as well. Next bullet on why indoor ag tech matters. Almost 6 billion pounds of pesticides are applied to crops worldwide each year. And Indorag can reduce these usually to zero. That sounds pretty delicious to me. Third bullet, Indorag is not new and it won't remain a tiny niche. As evidence, consider the 50 years of experience with Dutch greenhouse growers who now have more acres, quote unquote, under glass than the size of Manhattan. So some, some scale here. The last bullet on why indirect tech matters maybe is that investors are interested. So the, the, uh, the recent public offering of Kentucky-based greenhouse grower app Harvest at a multi-billion dollar market cap puts a, a giant tomato stake in this compost rich soil. Yeah, poor pun, so what? Uh, anyway, I, I give a virtual high five to a fellow uh, Kentuckian. Nice job, Jonathan, uh, on proving innovation happens in the Southeast as well. All right, boom, that's, that's, that's interact tech again. Uh, uh awesome m- market map here of hundreds of companies in the space from, uh, mi- the mixing bowl and better food ventures to dig into, uh, more deeply. The, uh, the last topic kind of unrelated, but, um, you know, I was on this, this really great, um, uh, podcast through the green tech, uh, noir and, and, and BC include folks. And, uh, 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 when, when the panelists were kind of saying where they're from, uh, uh Julie, Julie Collins, um, uh, planet forward, uh, uh, she, she mentioned some, some sort of location and I, and I didn't know what she was saying and I thought, what is going on here? And then she referenced, uh, this really interesting, uh, map from native land, capital letters, native land, where you can put in your city or maybe zip code and you can see, Uh, which Native American tribes lived on the land where, you know, probably you, I uh, now live. And uh, what a great um, kind of reminder. So I I took Julia's advice and went on to this map. I've I've got an image here I've clipped of the U.S. It's quite the hodgepodge of colors and names of, of Native tribes. So for me in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, those tribes were mostly the Shikori, Lumbee, and and, Eno, and it's like, you know, these are these are the kinds of names that, oh, I don't know, festivals or or natural areas are named after. But it's so easy to forget the real reason uh, we had those names. I've got a link to one other article from The Atlantic uh, that poses uh, an even bigger question to which I don't have the answer, uh, which is here, here's the title. Return the national parks to the tribes. The jewels of America's landscape should belong to America's original peoples. That's your deep thought uh, for for today. And uh, and with that, we'll 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 call it a wrap. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for listening to Zero. You've got feedback please connect with me on linkedin uh, that's chris wedding and uh drop me a note uh feedback is as they say uh, the breakfast of champions all right uh i know you hear the following request a lot so just uh just bear with me here uh we'd really appreciate it if you left a review and subscribed to climate torch um this is not for us this really helps others discover this content and join the cause of tackling climate change through finance and startups by really learning about uh, super cool, uh, uh, growing uh, climate startups and investors in the space that have that have learned a thing or two. So we don't need to repeat uh, the same mistakes. Got, got to get there quicker. All right. Until next time, make it a great week because if you don't, well, who will? All right. All done. Peace.